Good morning, everyone. We have Juno Representative Andy Story with us today, joining us after a session that technically went into midnight last night, didn't it? I sure did, Kevin. We were um, on the floor almost all day yesterday. So, but we finished on time, and here we are. It was a late night, but I'm glad to be with you this morning. Thanks for inviting me in. Thank you for coming in. So after yesterday's adjournment, Alaskans can expect a $3,200 check or thereabouts. That's a bit higher than the original 2500 that came out of the house. Uh, what happened? Uh, well, uh, one thing I wanted to say just uh, kind of right away is we have been, you know, working really hard on the budget, and as you know, it takes uh, the 40 people in the House, 20 in the Senate, and then, of course, the governor now will have his turn with the budget when we're done. And we have been looking to try and put together a really strong budget. I think Alaskans are going to be pleased. Uh, obviously, uh, we uh, did a higher dividend, uh, and... I, and when I think about last year, last year it was $1,114, and this year it's going to be about, uh, with uh, PFD will be about 2550 and then uh, energy relief check of 650 so 3200 is what they're saying now will go out, to, go out to Alaskans. I see. So that vote that had happened to where the PFD could have been 3800 that's where it was split up was the energy relief check part not the PFD. That's right. The PFD um, is 2550 and the energy relief check is about 650 So you had joined uh, 10 other of your colleagues in voting against the CBR vote, um, the C- uh, approving the Constitutional Budget Reserve. Uh, could you explain that for us? Yes, uh, thank you, Kevin. Um, I have had many um, people contact me in our district asking us in this time of a windfall to save some of the money. Um, because we know as we go forward, um, and I think Senator Hoffman, who also voted to not access the CBR, kind of, he was quoted as saying, well, you know, we've been working from feast or famine and we really want to get to a point where Alaskans can sort of count on the number. He's hoping for the 2,550, you know, the 50-50 that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. stabilizing that, and by keeping um, more in our savings and going forward. And I know, um, I don't know how much people are following what's been happening with the permanent fund. We had $83 billion. It's down to $79 billion based on the investment funds, and we two-thirds of our revenues for our next year's budget would start to we're starting planning soon in July uh, comes from the permanent fund and the percent of market value and so you know we we want to be protective of that because that is two-thirds of our revenue in planning and so it's like it's trying to it's, these decisions are so tough um, and it's trying to make sure that we don't you know, dive down, you know, next year uh, in services or permanent fund, and we try and keep it uh, more, I think, more of a number that people can count on, and it's not uh, this up and down. And so, and we had heard you before calling on saving some of this, some of this money, but now that we have this budget document, how much is going into savings? 
Well, we've put about a billion dollars into the CBR. Um, so that is about what, um, it was, from the vote last night, we put 450 into the CBR. Okay. And then there was about 450 there. A little bit, it's hard to tell. And I think um, when we were counting on our budget, uh, it's based on $101 uh, uh, per barrel of oil. And when we looked since in the last 40 years, there's been three years where it stayed as $101. So we know chances are, and again, we, have the, we don't want the war in Ukraine to continue. It's just tragedy that's happening. Um, so 101 is optimistic. Um, is what I'm saying. If you look over the last 40 years, there's been three times it stayed at that. Um, so chances are the budget we planned on, it goes might go to cuts. And when we look at cuts, our agency budgets, we they're about 8% higher than they were last year, which is really holding it close to flat when you think of inflation costs. And so at, at the budget of the whole, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, we're talking about 13 billion for the yeah, operations. Yeah, I'm talking about our agent no, agency operations is like 4.6. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, when because when we put in the federal money in there and all that, our budget is one of the highest budgets that we've had. Mm -hmm. Um so we are having a tremendous amount of investment in the federal dollars and in infrastructure. Um we have we've <laughs> I mean, when I think about uh so many things that we are going to be able to invest in and like school bond debt reimbursement for the state as a whole it's 200 million it could be as high as 16 million for a cbj if um that money goes i know the governor still has to make some decisions about if he wants to cut more money for the budget and sometimes he cuts from school bond debt reimbursement but i imagine but no but, word on that yet no word on that. I mean, he, we just finished last night, so he'll be looking at things. And I did want to say if there's – it is a time, you know, to talk to the governor. You can call 465-3500 and leave a message if there's something in the budget, you know, that's really important to you that you hope the budget – the governor um, supports that in the budget. And um, I think about – Oh, a few things. Of course, we we always talk about education with both of us being on the school board. Yeah, let's let, let's start with education. <laughs> so, what what is there in in ways of school funding? Is it isn't it forward funded? Uh, actually, it is. It was forward funded, but um, because of the higher number in the. Uh, permanent fund dividend because remember the house had 1250 and we went up to 2250 right um so we only were able to uh forward fund in the public's education fund 700 million um but we are hoping um you know we will fund it but right now we have 700 million towards it before we had 1200 i mean 1.2 billion so now we're oh. up to 700 million so we do have that, which is really great because um, that's really important. But we did do 57 million additional and one-time funds. Um, and again, you know, I've been always saying we have, like we forward fund ferries, we need to forward fund um, public education. But the 57 million is a significant, you know, one-time investment. It's really a $232 million BSA increase. Um, and I'm hoping we can 
uh, next year talk about putting that inside the formula. That's what it would have been a. That's what it would have been, and we really pushed for that. But inside the formula, and so that was, and that was through your bill. That was through my bill. Right. So I'm really pleased. You know, before we've always had 30 million one-time money, and so we really got it up there to 57 million. But again, I, you know, we need the certainty for planning because school board's going to start planning their budget in October and they'll plan knowing, oh, we have $57 million and less funding for next year. Even though we certainly hope our financial situation, you know, stabilizes out and um, that again is going to be, you know, we're always working on can we get to that magic fiscal plan what are all the components in that so we can feel really good about things and i will have to say the other thing we've heard about is from many businesses um, urging to have some savings too statewide uh, so they can show that the alaska we can we can show in state government that the alaska economy is stable that we can afford to pay for services um, and we don't, like I said, when we in times of windfall, not keep any of our savings. It really helps the business community know, hey, I can invest in Alaska. They are going to be able to take care of uh, public services, and it's a great place to live here. So anyway, I'm getting off of education. We also got 2.5 million uh, for preschool fund funding. Um, and then uh, I did want to say in the higher education investment fund which has our Alaska Performance Scholarships. If you remember last year, that was part of the sweep. And one of the great pieces of legislation that came through just last night is that we have a separate trust fund set up for the Higher Education Investment Fund, so it will no longer be sweepable. The 400 million in that um, actually is still there. It didn't need to go through all the accounting mechanisms to switch that, and that fund has like a 28% interest rate. So what it does is it spins off enough interest earnings. It'll be a little less now because of the falling in the investment market, but it affords us to have our, our medical training for doctors, our WAMI program, and right now as students are in our high schools, they are working on a curriculum that has them get up to $5,000 going to our own universities here in the state so um, and that now is protected students don't have to wor worry about that so that's a really big positive education thing and there, there was something I had wanted to ask because we saw develop through this week the university's budget negotiations or, or wage negotiations with its union and we had saw that they were going forward with their plan to increase their wages over the next three fiscal years but it was contingent also on the legislature taking that up. And so I take it that was not addressed. We didn't um, address exempt employees last um, yesterday. Um, and that is a really another critical thing because we have a whole class of employees who work for the court system, who work as our public defenders, who work in prosecution, uh, who haven't had raises in a long time and this budget invests in people. It invests in people in many ways. Um, we have 33 million for our personal care attendants and these are people, family members who have adult children with uh, disabilities, elders, um, and it's places like Reach and Tide who hire people to uh, be supportive uh, care workers and so their wages haven't been increased in ages like $12 an hour which uh, that's really hard to make a living on that amount of money and 
Um, there's been a lot of turnover, which is not good for seniors to have multiple people coming into your home or people with disabilities. So that is a really positive uh, development. You know, we like to think we take care of people who are more vulnerable and uh, this budget invests in that. Uh, there's five million more for childcare. Uh, there's money for uh, deferred maintenance. Um, and so for the university, we'll have money in the university system. Uh, and then, of course, we go down $100 million on the school major maintenance list. So there's a lot of uh, things, the largest capital budget in nearly a decade. Uh, we've got workforce development, $7 million in that, uh, which people will be, and they'll be rolling out the particulars about this, but this is if we need to retrain our job skills. This is from federal dollars that came in, really wanting us to take advantage of, um, at this time, uh, being able to, you know, do some certification through some post-secondary career, and you can apply to this and this grant. It's just monies that you can use to uh, retool your skills. As you know, we've got a workforce shortage, and so uh, this dollar should be really um, critically important for that. So this this document will be going to the governor. He has the power of the pen, and what are what are you hoping will not be subject to that? You know, I think that... Uh, I am like everybody. We there are things that were put into capital monies, uh, investment. I'm hoping that we don't veto the school bond debt reimbursement. There's harbor grants in there. There's many infrastructure things that I'm hoping the governor will feel it's a good in, it's a good investment. And who knows? You know, maybe he. I, all of this work does involve jobs for people. So maybe he will. Um, you know, not be as heavy with his red pen. He wants the Alaska economy to be rolling around. He, um, so I, I don't know what he's going to do. But I, like I said, this is a really good time to call and um, ferry funding, um, school bond debt reimbursement, our ferries. There was 23 million more for ferries. Uh, we got some money for uh, mainliner vessel replacement, which is huge to have a new ship, you know, get um, ready to come and serve Southeast Alaska. So uh, again, our friends to the north, uh, mil hundreds of millions for the Port of Alaska, which 90% of goods for the uh, Anchorage in that area comes in. And then the Port of Nome, uh, which is getting to be a whole new strategic uh, part of the state that uh, we're investing in. Uh, there was uh, raises for our troopers and our village public safety officers. Uh, we did, um, you know, just work really hard to use the dollars, the federal dollars, to um, bolster us up and to use our state dollars as well as possible. So we're hoping jobs, infrastructure, all that will really you know, kick in. And we're going on this, this is a five-year plan with federal dollars, so we've got four more years to, um, of $500 million coming to the state. And so it's like we've got to train up our workforce, uh, and it takes a while to roll all these things out. But the good news is it's all coming. And it and is rolling out. Yes, it is rolling out. And so um, we are very hopeful. Well, what I wanted to talk to you today is that we saw a 
flurry of bills that were brought before the floor for passage. I saw there was some disagreement on an apparent omnibus education bill. I, I believe it was HB 114. Yes. And you had raised concerns about this legislation. Uh, yeah, that's the Alaska Reads Act, which I've spent countless hours working on this last session. And uh, the and I'm hopeful that I did not vote for the, that bill, and uh, but the bill passed. It was a tight vote, two, uh, two vote difference. And I'm just going to, you know, it'll be positive going forward. Uh, one of the best parts about it is we really start investing in early learning, and there'll be an investment uh, each year for um, more schools who that choose to to um, offer um, universal pre-K. And again, the the department is putting together. Uh, regulations for what they feel are as a quality preschool program, and then, like uh, I believe Juno has one, we can apply to that um, to deed once they have the regulations. They will come and look at our program, and if they agree with it, we can get a full um, uh, BSA equivalent for oh. a preschool child. And so that is the real four year olds is what we're talking, and so that is you know a really positive thing. It's going to take it's like six hundred and twenty eight kids can come on board each year. They limited to a certain amount of money that they have in the budget, so it's going to take a while to get there. Um, but it's a start, and we can make more investments. In fact, we targeted two point five million more into that program. And so I think probably the biggest problem is um, there's a lot of um, what would I say, mandates, unfunded mandates in there. And we are not a one-size-fits-all state. We have different, uh, I mean. What might, what might be up in the interior may not be the same in Southeast. Right, and we have to really be careful about that. And we've heard from a lot of concerns of some of our rural areas about that they felt that this was very punitive. It had some retention in it. Um, and I always believe in parent and uh, making the final decisions and local control on issues. And so that was a, uh, a issue of concern for me. I thought uh, the bill should have been silent on retention. Certainly you can retain now. It's um, the, the statutes are silent on it. But this um, has a process that you can go through where parents are informed that their child's not reading at grade level. And, um, and again, uh, there's if they can't get a hold of parents, the superintendent decides. But I know our everyone makes, um, you know, every attempt to meet with parents, and I know that's not the intent to uh, not involve parents. But there were just some things in there that, uh, again, they have to do individual reading improvement plans for every child not reading on grade level, and in our. Um, around the state, we have about 60% of our kids, even in Juneau, not reading on grade level. That's a lot of reading improvement plans. There's no additional money. Well, they did do a $30 BSA increase for that, mm -hmm. but um, it's... Uh, it's not that. near your figure you were proposing, but it is an well, increase. Well, that's what, it is an increase, but it's, uh, you know, I don't know what it is for Juno. I've asked to get those numbers, but um, it's uh, significant dollars to make really make a difference, I you can put something into law, but if you don't fund it, um, the fund time for the professional development for teachers, for the materials to make sure the curriculum is culturally relevant, then I think you're not going to have the success that you want. And but anyway, I want to be positive, and we it's a starting point, and we people will keep working on that. 
Now, you had also gotten a bill that was concurred yesterday over in the Senate the, to extend the term of the Board of Pharmacy. Yes, and uh, that was really critical to get over the finish line because it would have expired in the uh, at the end of Jul- July 1st. And so I uh, just want to do a shout out and thank you to all our pharmacists out there. They have been working really hard the last few years. Um, always, and you know, they're the people who help us with our, how do we use our prescriptions and what are the side effects and really important to keep that board going and they govern the practices of pharmacy and uh, the regulations and so it was really important. They also oversee the prescription drug monitoring program and so in this time of high opioid use is just a really important function so we just, I mean that was like midnight it skated over. Everybody knew how important that was but I was like, we were like oh my gosh, it's gotta go where is that bill? So that was really good. So in wrap up here what was the what would you say were some of the highlights of this session overall? Oh gosh, always um, it's talking to constituents and I really, I have, like yesterday we had a phenomenal moment on the floor. We passed, we updated the consent laws um, having to do with uh, sexual offenses and modernizing them. Uh, it used to be that a person had to show that someone was using a significant force or threatening them to be prosecuted. Uh, Many people respond with freezing or flight, but they could not prosecute for that, and that was changed. And one uh, person who'd been advocating that as a citizen was in the um, galley when that passed, and there were just tears all around. And those are the moments when you're just really fighting for something to make a difference that it is. And then I'd have to say just um, legislators around the state deeply care um, for uh, what happens in this state and um, anyway I love hearing from people 465 3744 is my number and again 586-3500 is the governor's number and so if it's ferries if it's education funding if it's infrastructure jobs if it's child care monies um, whatever your issue is it's good to say, hey, I support this, and uh, please keep it in the budget. You've adjourned sine die. What, what, what now? <laughs> Maybe extra oh, time right with your grandchildren? Oh, right now, we're just all trying. Well, yeah, that's a definite. <laughs> but right now, it's just time to get organized. And, you know, there were a lot of bills that went over the floor yesterday, some that I've been able to look at and some not as much. But uh, money for behavioral health, crisis stabilization uh, centers. This is really important to help the underneath, you know, uh, things that we struggle with as people. And then... Uh, so anyway, I'm just so glad that there's resources for that finally in our budget. Well, and there's been no word of a special session, or is there even one that's needed at this point? <laughs> uh, I know that uh, Governor said, you know, right now he's we're all everyone again is you know getting organized, um, lots to process after what's happened for the last few days. So. That's what everyone's mind is focused on right now. Oh, and we have an election coming up on June 11th, of course, for uh, who, to vote for one of the 50, 48 candidates running. So please, you know, learn all you can about them. And your ballot should have been to your house right now. June 11th is the deadline to postmark it. So uh, please, everyone, vote. Uh, very good. Well, thank you, Andy, for coming in. <laughs> and yeah. enjoy the signy die. <laughs> thank you, Kevin. Take care. Thank you. And that's the program. And joining us tomorrow will be City Manager Rory Watt, so be sure to tune into that. 
Have a great Thursday, everyone. This is Kevin Allen for Action Line signing off. See you next time.